Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. How much of this platform can we really use? Can we get a Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter patch on our jerseys? Can our jerseys say mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter? Can the courts say Black Lives Matter? We can use that platform to the best of our abilities. And so it's just hard to call, bro. I, it's, it's honestly, right. it's hard to call. I'm, I'm 50-50 right now, to be honest with you. That's the Clippers' Lou Williams right there talking about going to Orlando. Can the jerseys say Black Lives Matter? Well, they could. We've seen other leagues do that. The NBA could do it if they want. PK, we've talked about this before. There's a big stage there if they use it. No, then there's no uh, no stage, I guess, if they don't use it is what you're saying. So, yeah, I agree. Potential early entry candidates for the 2020 NBA draft will have until August 17th to declare that they are entering the draft. Any player who already submitted paperwork for the draft's original deadline of April 26th doesn't need to reapply. If a player applied, withdrew his name from the draft, he can reapply if he changes his mind before the August 17 deadline. College coaches got to love this. They think their roster's set. Maybe not. This is a chance for someone to change their mind if they want. The draft is now October 16th. Yeah, I don't think that college coaches are not aware of what's going on. The, the rosters almost are literally never set until you get to the start of the season. And even then, players can leave, particularly in the first semester. They can leave at the break so they can establish residency in a new place. So I think college coaches have adapted. It's time to make these rules that are beneficial for the players. There's no such thing as a roster that's set. It's just it's not that, not that way. So as long as the rules are the same for everybody, they can adjust accordingly. You think you're going to have a, this player, that player. I mean, ask Larry Kristobiak about rosters being set, and that had nothing to do with the NBA and who's eligible for the draft or any of that stuff. So, I mean, this is the new world in which we live in, and so I don't feel sorry for them, and they don't feel sorry for themselves either. Uh, you have to have rules that I think that are best for the player. The NBA shouldn't be setting rules that colleges should abide by. It doesn't make any sense. But maintain your eligibility until the season starts. Chinese Basketball Association resumed their season. They had a five-month shutdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But all 20 teams are playing over the weekend. They're using limited venues to reduce the travel. They've got fewer international players. They've got no fans in the stands. So it doesn't sound like the one-side bubble, but limited amount of venues, just kind of a mix of what we're hearing baseball might do and basketball might do. Great. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, you coming to Dallas? Hey, man, I'm trying, bro. Jet star Jamal Adams. That's if he's trying to get traded to the Cowboys. You coming to Dallas? I'm trying. Been some rumors the Cowboys are interested in him, but there ought to be multiple teams interested in him. I guess from the Jets' perspective, you certainly don't want to trade him inside the division. If you if you had a team that was going to go in the playoffs, you wouldn't want to trade him inside the conference, and maybe the Jets will sign off on that, but it's not like the playoffs have been a big well, factor for them in multiple years. 
Yeah, but the East has never been more wide open in the last 12, 15 years now with Brady gone. Yep. And if you have ideas of going to the Super Bowl, I guess you really don't want to trade him within the league. <laughs> well, sure. Okay. Uh, the other Cowboy news is that Dak Prescott's expected to sign his $31.4 million exclusive franchise tender today. Now, they'll keep working on a uh, long-term contract extension. The two sides have until July 15th to work out that long-term deal. But by signing his tender, Prescott would be contractually obligated to report to training camp on time. We don't see a lot of holdouts anymore. It used to be a thing. We see them occasionally, but hey, when you got $31 million, you don't want to start missing games and giving up uh, 1 16th of $31 million. Two, Almost $2 million a game. No, thanks. $500,000 a quarter, PK. Good money. Good work. That's a productive afternoon. <laughs> you think? I mean, I know they want long-term security and all that, but doesn't $31.4 million bring security in its own right? I told you years ago in pro sports there are no losers. Definitely not Dak Prescott. The win. Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, thinks Colin Kaepernick will reach hero status in football similar to that of Pat Tillman. In a video from TMZ Sports, Favre was asked if he thinks Kaepernick has reached the stature of Jackie Robinson or Muhammad Ali, and if he belongs in the Hall of Fame based on his works on and off the field. Favre responded saying, I can only think of, right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something similar and we regard him as a hero, so I'd assume that hero status will be stamped with Kaepernick as well. Uh, I can see that over over time. I think I think Ali's the better comparison than Tillman. Uh, Ali was controversial at the time, but then you get a couple decades removed, and he was thought of much better. I think Tillman was thought of very highly right from the start. So I don't think Tillman's the perfect comparison there. I think it's more Ali. All right, good for you, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. If you can't figure out the NBA, forget it. Because the NBA is the easiest of the bunch because you have the fewest number of players. You have the easiest arena with the, the, the fewest amount of issues in terms of just getting the place going. You just need a gym. I mean, you just need a gym and a bunch of cameras. If you can't do it with these guys, how are you going to do it with the like hundreds of people involved in running a college football team? That's Pete Futak right there on the issues uh, college football faces with COVID-19. A number of programs announcing positive tests for student-athletes. Texas had 13. K-State shut down voluntary workouts for two weeks after 14 tested positive. Clemson, 23. LSU had 30 guys. Some of them went to a club in Baton Rouge and then brought it back to the rest of the team. In Texas, some guys apparently went to a party. So, are players... Do players want to play badly enough that they will just... Go to practice, do online classes, stay home, go back to practice. Because anything outside of that, and they start opening the team up. 80, 85 scholarship guys, 105 guys overall. Seems unlikely to me, PK. On the other hand, if you don't have 30 guys at a time, a few people test positive and you just play the game without them and keep going. Yeah, I don't know that everyone is going to uh, have lock, stock, barrel, exact same things at all times, at all days, and all weeks, and all months, however long the season lasts. So if that's the requirement, it's probably not going to happen. 
30 UCLA players have asked for a third-party health official to oversee their workouts to ensure COVID-19 prevention controls are being followed. They detailed they do not trust head coach Chip Kelly's program to act in players' best interest. They uh, drafted a letter together, sent it to the LA Times, and I guess there's the issue right on the surface of uh, COVID-19 and how they're going to handle the workouts, but then the other issue is uh, what's the relationship between the players and the coach, and what are they saying to recruits? That, do, that doesn't seem like a great relationship there, right there, PK. That, that, that didn't. I don't know if it's uh, Oklahoma State bad, but it's not good. If they don't like it there, I mean, no one's forcing them to stay. I'm not a love it or leave it guy, but that's just one option. But I always thought that the medical people should be independent anyway. I've, I've never really changed that thought no matter what's happened here in the last few months. To me, there always ought to be an independent medical staff, person, doctor, people, whatever, on everything, every practice, all the time. And the medical people should, as far as safety goes, have the final say, whether a player or players can return to a practice, to a game, whatever it might be. It shouldn't be a coaching situation because, especially during a game, when adrenaline is just pumping through the roof and you're not sure how you're thinking. Uh, I, I could just remember one time I was covering Narbonne High School. There's been, and back when I covered it way back when, they weren't very good, right? And so they used to play all their games in the afternoon. It's like the better teams would play in the evening to, to get more people to the games to try to make some more money for the schools. Well, they always played every Friday. They'd play at uh, 4 o'clock. So I, was, I'd always, I would do a doubleheader when I was covering high schools. And the quarterback... He got, I forget the type of injury, but, I, you know, you stand on the sidelines right there, and so you could, you're could you 10 feet away from the coach. And the coach, I mean, he's just as fired up as can be. They're trying to win this game. And he looks at the player, the quarterback, who had had some type of injury. He says, you ready to go? The kid says, yeah, 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 coach. He says, are you sure? You're not bleeping me, are you? <laughs> and it, it just made me laugh. You know, and I, he just because he was you can imagine coaches in the moment here, you know, doesn't really matter whether it's pro high school, whatever it is. You know, you're just you're so intense. And I can I still remember that moment. And there was nobody, no medical person, just a some kid who was probably a kid trainer, student trainer. But I always thought you should have a medical staff that has the say. And obviously they do have multiples there during games. But I think it should be there all the time. NC State Louisville football game has been moved to Wednesday, September 2nd. Louisville's hosting that game. That's going to be Kentucky Derby Saturday, so I guess they want a little separation there. Pat Forty tweeting out that it's going to be a bonkers week, you know, if all these events actually happen, of course. And PK, I think we're already starting to see this, and I, I can't see any reason why it doesn't accelerate. We've already seen opening week games move to Thursday and Friday put some of them on TV, and then we've seen week zero established. Depending on the year, two or three games, but some years a half dozen games. I think it's a bigger number this year. Now we're going to have a game on Wednesday. It seems like every conference to get a little more money in their TV contract could be moving games to Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. It seems like we could have a whole opening week of college football, and that we're just that, that's where this is going. Well, especially if classes are going to be largely online. I mean, I know you want them more when TV eyeballs can be there, and that's yep. the big thing. But it would be cool if it would be a Tuesday 3 o'clock game. If you don't have any fans or you have 10,000 fans scattered, and that's all you're going to have anyway, no matter what time you play it, 
as a consumer of sports, uh, particularly on television, that would be fun for me. I don't know that they would do that for the sake of trying to get as many people to watch the game as possible. But if there's not classes that are being attended and there also is not full stadium capacities, that would be interesting. That would be different and it would put probably put me more in front of the television to watch a Kentucky Louisville game than it normally would certainly if you had it on Saturday and our teams in the Pac-12 and the Mountain West and so forth are all playing you know the other complaint that we've heard from schools is the weeknight games are hard because of all the traffic on campus but at least this year and who knows going forward there's going to be a lot less traffic on campus so that yeah, goes, that's what I'm saying you know that that goes out the window all right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. So Major League Baseball players reverse course decided not to vote on Sunday on the league's 60-game proposal as Commissioner Rob Manfred made late tweaks to the offer according to reports. Manfred said an email to Major League Baseball Players Association Executive Director Tony Clark offering to cancel expanded playoffs and the universal designated hitter for 2021. The full season isn't completed. In 2020, offering to cancel. Hey, let me do you a favor. Hey, six-year-old, how about I cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas? <laughs> six-year-old DJ and six-year-old PK are like, no, there's football on Thanksgiving. Don't let me go to school. Offering. Offering. Uh, Major League Baseball also has closed training camps. Several teams reporting positive COVID-19 tests. Uh, Sports Illustrated reported there were 40 positive tests among players and staffers across all of Major League Baseball. So it seems like it's just going to come down to the commissioner saying, this is what we're doing. And this weekend he said, you know, well, we're kind of down to a 66-day window to play 60 games. So just announce it and get on with it already. Yeah, you let me know how it turns out. DJ and PK. It was a crazy day. Honestly, I'm, I'm speechless right now. You know, we had that big delay. Uh, I texted my good friend Mark Brazel to see if I could stay in his house here tonight. It looked like we weren't going to finish, but we went back out. The tour did a great job of getting us out there pretty quickly. We only had a 20-minute warm-up, and it was a long day uh, on the golf course as well. I didn't really get it going until 12, um, and then the putt started going in, and I was getting confident, and um, yeah, it's just it's amazing to be standing here right now. Golf. Webb Simpson picking up the win at the RBC Heritage. A record low score, 22 under. Beats Abraham Answer by one shot. Tony Finau finished tied for 33rd at 12 under. And PK, that was a birdie fest down the stretch. Lots of guys at 19, 20, 21 under. Looked like it was headed for a playoff for a while, but Webb Simpson gets out of there with the win. He did? Yeah, his second of the year. You say that... Tony Finau finished 30, tied for 31st, I think you just said. 33. Well, go back to the one down in the Valley of the Sun back in February of Super Bowl week. And Tony had that lead, and Webb Simpson was the one who caught him and beat him. Nick Watney tested positive for COVID-19 over the weekend, become the first PGA pro to test positive. 11 people who were in contact with him were administered tests, including Sergio Garcia, but all came back negative according to reports. So there you go. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
All right, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 9 o'clock today. Donovan Mitchell on social media and not real happy. What do Jazz fans think of that? We will get to that next. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.